This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Scotty, what do you got for me? Kurt, I have such a story for you today, and it's true. I'm not even making this one up. Oh, wow. All right. First time for the podcast. Here it goes. (laughs) Something like this. Crowds left confused and laughing as man shouts missing dog's unfortunate name in public. Oh, I can't wait to find out what the goddamn dog is named (laughs) on this very special episode of Mm -hmm. Bananas. Ladies and gentlemen and our non-binary folks, welcome to another episode of Bananas. I'm Kurt Brownoller. And I'm Scotty Landis, Banana Boy number two. Thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. Kurt. We have a very exciting guest today, Scotty. We Let's do. bring her on right off the bat. She's my friend, so I'm going to go ahead and do this one. Our guest today. Yeah, baby. I know, you got to. Uh, somebody's got to bring her on. Uh, our guest today is an actor, writer, and comedian who hosts the excellent horror podcast. If you like horror movies, it's called He's Right Behind You. Please listen. I did an episode. It was a wonderful time. And you can now check out her series, Antisocial Distance, on antisocialdistance.com. Dot com. Most importantly, she's my friend, like I said, someone I miss seeing around town all the time, Avi Ash. Hey! Me, me. I'm an exciting guest. How yes, are you? Yes, you are an exciting guest. How are you, Thank Avital? you. I'm doing so well. I'm very happy to be here. How are you guys? Oh, so good. <sighs> Best day of my life. I mean, Oh, my gosh. We are very excited because we have mm-hmm. a bananas first that is yes. happening this episode, oh my god, with you on it, oh my god, uh, we have a. This is the first time that we have had a bananamal guest. True, um, but this gentleman uh, messaged us, DM'd us on Instagram, and so kind request. Yes, and we said we got to make this happen. So please welcome to the show, mm-hmm. Austin Clump. Hello, Austin. Hey, everybody. How hey, Austin. Going? Wow, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from uh, Swannanoa, North Carolina, right outside of Asheville, North Carolina. Beautiful, sweet, sweet, beautiful, sweet yeah. part of the country. I love it there. And what do you? Uh, what do you do out there? Oh man, I work at a, a restaurant. All yeah, right, so that's cool. Yeah, I worked in sweet. about a what million yeah, restaurants cool. yeah. in my life, same, so I'm same. a restaurant yeah. boy. <laughs> Me as well. Me as well. Yeah. What do you do at the restaurant? Oh, well, you know, I work in the kitchen and, uh, well, it's actually a barbecue restaurant. So like, oh, um, you know, yeah. yeah, smoked meats oh. and stuff, you know? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's baby. fun. 
Yeah. So we understand uh, that you uh, would like to ask someone something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. My my girlfriend. We've been dating for eight years, and uh, man, she loves you guys so much. Oh. And uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask her uh, if she would marry me on your guys' show. Oh, um, what's her name? All right. Yeah. Well, do it. Do yeah. it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ask oh my her. gosh. Yeah. Her name is uh, Alexandria Warren. And yeah, let's do yeah. an official proposal. Do it in a Austin. sentence. Do, do it, it in a, a full okay. sentence All for right. us. Make it okay. clear. All right. All right. Alex, I love you so much. You've been with me for a long time. You put up with my crazy ass. I love you. And I want you to be my wife. Will you marry me? Come on! Yes. Right. I said yes. I said, I, yes. I said it. I couldn't help it. I think we're married now. If that's legally binding, I think we're Zoom. together. We're Zoom married. This is a weird yeah. polyamorous oh relationship. Yeah, yeah you beautiful. accidentally oh, married three podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Sister and husband wife. Fine with me. Honestly. She's going to be mad. She waited eight years and it took us about ten seconds to get married. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, wait, so now we have to wait for this to come out know. to yes. know the answer. Oh, yeah. Luckily, yeah, it's gonna be a, yeah. luckily it comes out next week. It comes out next <laughs> week. We are recording just one week ahead of time. <laughs> so we will have our answer hopefully on Tuesday. That's the thing. Like You have to figure out when she's going to listen to the podcast. Which oh, my is gonna gosh. Be, yeah, I'm going to have to record it, you know? Yeah. The best yeah. would be if she just, like, yeah. texts you yes, and you're like, what? I don't know what. What, <laughs> what are we talking about? I hope, I hope she's working late and listening to it. Yeah. Uh, Go to the grocery well, you store. Don't... Do you need anything? I do. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what is it comes out, the podcast comes out at midnight uh, on West Coast time. So you can wake her up at three in the morning. Your time, <laughs> okay, yeah. And be like, hey, so you got to listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Are you going to listen together? Uh, do you have a strategy? What happens yeah. now? Yeah, Great most question. of the time we hang out on our front porch and listen to you guys. Oh. So, um, so I kind of hope that it happens then. Yeah. Oh, that's and a great idea. Do you already have you, a ring? Do you have a ring picked out? Are you going to have it like oh, ready to yes. spring on her at yeah, that I, moment? That's the yeah. Movie. I have one. Yeah, I sold a bunch of my comics to get her one. So. Oh hell Aww. yeah! That's beautiful. Yeah. Good to yeah, Austin. Thanks. Well, please uh, yeah. message us. Let us know how it goes. We'll announce. And if you do take a photo with her or shoot a video or anything, send it to us, and we'll figure out how to post that too, so all the bananas can uh, celebrate with you. And I cool. hope she says hey. yes, but silver lining, if she says no, you have the three of us. Yep. Now. I know. Okay, yeah, I have thanks. great insurance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're your backup. <laughs> well, thank you so much, yeah, Austin. Again, you guys. Good luck. Yeah, Our fingers so crossed for you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. You got yeah, it, buddy. No, we'll talk to you so soon. Cool. Right. Later. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting. Uh, it's all sorry like a... just to throw you right into a, a bananas <laughs> first, but you're the perfect. No, I'm honored. An experienced. This podcaster. is so exciting. Oh yeah, a real veteran. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm experienced in in rom coms, so I feel like that sort of works too. That does yes. work. Um, yeah. So tell us about antisocial distance. Let's get into that, and then I'll get into the silly dog name. It'll be a great day for all. Of us. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, what a start! How do you follow that up? But um, <laughs> I'm gonna try. I will try. I did um, a series during quarantine. It's Perfect. all shot over Zoom. Nice. I did. Um, the reason I mentioned rom com is uh, we were sort of ahead of our time. It was five years ago now. I did a Skype series. Okay, that was like really straight rom com. Two people meeting 
uh, and falling in love ah. over Skype. And that like went to, it inspired two pilots at CBS. No big deal. I have to say that to like feel cool. That is a big deal. It's almost impossible to do that. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. They got shot and then, you know, didn't go to series, That's but huge. twice they, they shot it. Thank wow. you. And then I didn't want to just rehash that, but obviously the, these circumstances were very conducive to that kind of storytelling. So right. this one becomes more of an ensemble slash also more of a, a character story. So I'm at the heart of it because I'm the easiest person to get to star on it. And it's uh, <laughs> someone who's like sort of avoiding her life and her relationship, which, as you might know, would be very hard to do during quarantine. Absolutely. Um, yeah. God. So it's it's also very queer. So she's sort of like talking to some women <laughs> and yeah, it kind of just throws you into the middle of these different Zoom conversations and you kind of have to figure out what's going on. Oh, I'm hooked. The cast is great. And yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm in. Good. I'm hooked. I'm in. <laughs> you got me. You have to say it even if you're not. How but I'm episodes? glad that you said it. Oh, so that's the thing. Oh. There's like 40-something episodes. Sure. It's like a... <laughs> it was yeah. a long quarter. It's amazing. <laughs> quarter yes, well, it, it's like a two-hour endeavor, but they're very bite-sized. Yes. And it all takes place over Passover of 2020, even though it was shot in 2021. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? That's the year. And... Uh, I've lost my train of thought, but yeah, they're 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 digestible. So okay, even though great. there are a lot of them, Beautiful. but I do recommend you watch in order because a lot of people are like, I watched a few, it's so good, and they'll watch like random ones. <laughs> there is a narrative arc that pays off. Okay, so hopefully you watch them in order. Nice. And, can you yeah. guys think of any other company that was so primed for success that got completely had the rug pulled out from under them than Skype by Zoom? I mean, we I all mean, use Skype. And then everybody yeah. went to Zoom. Everybody. It's crazy. I thought you were going to say Quibi. <laughs> Quibi. <laughs> Quick bites. <laughs> Quibi really got screwed, too, though. That's true. I know. But Quibi Skype Skype. was like, yes, Skype was the one. I never heard of Zoom till this quarantine. We all knew what Skype was. Every person yeah. had had a Skype meeting at some point. We already had the app. And then the great choir starts. And suddenly everybody's like, nope, forget everything you know. I'm using this thing I've never heard about. That <laughs> we're yes, using you remember? Right now. Do you remember how you heard about it? I feel like Albertina I never heard Rizzo. of it, and then I just okay. Yeah, it's or, like you want to zoom, <laughs> and you were like, "What is that?" I know, and here yeah. we are. We've done every episode but two of Bananas over Zoom. It's we're yeah. just used to it now. Yeah, and you did ours over Zoom. I Scotty loved did. it. I loved it. I loved heard it. If you're a horror fan, come on anytime. But yeah, it was so fun having you. Oh, oh. the pleasure was mine. Okay, let me tell you about this banana story. We're, we're getting back into the groove. We're back in the show. We're back in the show. Crowds left. Next York week we're going to do. Next week we'll be on blue jeans. Everybody, we're going to do try blue jeans out next week. <laughs> That's only for like commercial auditions. I don't right? understand why anything it's else. Blue jeans. Is it Microsoft? I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't. Like I have it. no idea. Why? Sorry, blue why jeans. Why is it? You can be a sponsor. We I'll would love my, to have my you. tune around or blue sweatpants. Uh, crowds mm-hmm. left confused mm-hmm. and laughing as man shouts missing dogs unfortunate name in public. Can't okay. wait, can't wait. I was I noodling wait. around on Reddit. I found this one, and it oh, was written yeah. by John Bett, B-E-T-T. Mm-hmm. He's, he's excellent. A man, a man's dog ran off, so he went to find it by standing on a rock in the middle of a river and shouting his pet's name in a funny voice, leaving crowds to wonder what in the hell he was doing. 
Oh, my gosh. Here we go. A man left crowds of people bemused after he shouted his dog's unusual name in public and only realized his error after everyone stopped and started staring at him. The man, who shared his story anonymously, went away to the Lake District with his partner and the in-laws and took his dog, River, along for the walk. But River ran off, coincidentally, along a river. So the man went <laughs> So the man went to go find the dog and stood on a rock shouting the dog's name in theatrical fashion. I don't know what that means. He said that for at least one minute he stood shouting river at the river in multiple tones in different directions. <laughs> and everyone around him had no idea what he was doing or why he was doing it. Oh, he said, quote, currently holidaying in the Lake District. I'm, I'm guessing this is in England. Yeah. Uh, and we were on a cycle trail along a river, which goes over a number of bridges. Beautiful day. Scenery was amazing. We come to an area where you can go down to the water. Truly idyllic. I'm with my in-laws, my brother-in-law's family, and we have four dogs between us. My dog, River, heads downstream. Obviously, uh, has a scent of something. After a few minutes, you can barely see her in the distance, and then she did not come back to my whistle. So I stood on a prominent rock and started shouting her name for a solid minute in multiple tones. I, ye- I, ye- I yelled, River! 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 <laughs> People along the bridge, families having picnics, everyone begins laughing at me on the bank, and I have no idea. It was only after she... Yeah. You know, there was a little one who was just like, River! <laughs> oh god it makes me so happy it was only after she returned that people finally understood what i was doing and quote my family said you were just shouting river at the river and none of these people knew why i've been laughing on and off ever since a happy it's a good thing the other dog didn't run off prominent rock Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I love that so much. Oh. That's so good. Somebody had to have filmed this. If anybody listened to this and has this on their <laughs> iPhone, send it our way because we love it. It's so good. Can I just tell you, I have a friend named Chloe, okay. and she has had a real battle with depression. She's like tried everything. She's also sort of my um, my real doctor because she's a very well-versed hypochondriac. She's but great. She, she's, she's wonderful. I love her. And she just got, oh, you know Chloe. Yeah. Oh, oh, great. Yes, you'll, you'll appreciate this even more. She, um, she had just gotten out of rehab for depression. She'd been there for like a year. Uh, I'm sure people and then she was like back home, like all of her high school, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, where you you have that danger of running into people that you don't want to see. And her aunt got a dog. And despite Chloe's protestations, named the dog Chloe. No. And my friend Chloe was tasked with dog sitting. Oh, She's a no. very, very responsible dog sitter, <laughs> dog owner. The dog got out. So she's just like running through the streets, screaming her own name. Uh, I like to imagine a high school friend saw her just oh. shouting, Chloe! Like she couldn't find herself. You just reminded me. Kurt and I worked on this TV show in New York called Money from Strangers. It was this really funny game show. That we, it was really the first writing job Kurt and I had together. It was just so fun. And one of the elements of the show is uh, our host, Jeff Dye, would walk around New York City and walk up to people, just strangers on the sidewalk, and kind of challenge them for money increments. Like, uh, for $80, will you eat all these habanero peppers? That type of thing. Mm-hmm. And on camera, they would or they won't. 
all, there's so many more stories about this, but the one that made me laugh that you would think is not funny until you see it, and I bet Kurt wrote this this sort of challenge was. We walked up to these two guys on St. Mark's in Manhattan, and we said, for $20 each, will you take turns leapfrogging each other the length of St. Mark's while yelling your own name every time you leap? And the guys' names were Matt and Brian. And when I saw the footage of these grown men going, leapfrogging, Matt! Brian, Matt, everybody just stopped what they were doing and watched God. And St. Mark's is long, so it, they it's probably yelled their long. names 60 times each. And Matt, it's packed. Brian. It's packed with punks. Like, everybody is so cool on that street, too. Or, like, they're, they're trying to be cool. So it's yes. just, like, the perfect place to have two adults leapfrogging each oh, other. the best. If you Where is this? Uh, it was on MTV. Like, do you have video? Uh, I bet it is online somewhere. It's probably on Paramount Plus now because I think yeah. they air everything. But that episode, I think it was season two. And if you don't understand how funny this is, I I dare you at the next outdoor party you go to with a friend, find your best friend and leapfrog around the party yelling your own name. And people will be like, what the hell is going on? Oh, wow. So funny. That is such a good uh, segue to this next story I have. Yes. I just have to jump right into it. I love when you yes. do. This was sent in by Copy Haste. Thank you, Copy Haste. Oh, boy. It's from the Harvard Gazette. Uh, I've heard of Harvard. by Juan Siliezar. Oh, and it rolls says, off the tongue. He is just the best <laughs> in the GD biz. Do you know why conversations either seem too short or too long? Uh, oh. And this is all about parties. This is all about finding ways to get out of a conversation at a party. Okay. Uh, which I think leapfrogging over uh, your friend is probably the number one. <laughs> 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 they walk away from you. You don't even have yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so here it goes. Ever get stuck talking to someone and you can't figure out how to get out of it? How about finding yourself in a really interesting conversation but having it end kind of prematurely? Okay. You're not alone, and it's all because we're uncoordinated, uncoordinated conversationally, conversationally anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new study looking at 932 conversations between pairs of people find that most conversations don't end when the participants want them to. Really? Some, yes. 90, like, so uh, some feel as if conversations are too short, while others think they go on far too long. Uh, in fact, only about 2% of conversations ended when both people wanted them to, according to the research. Uh, a lot of people, so this is the, a lot of people read this and assume that the finding is that people want to go before it ends, because I think that's the most normal experience that people have. However, yeah. Uh, Adam Mastriani, a PhD student from Harvard's psychology department who helped lead the study. Mm -hmm. A majority of people do say that, but plenty of people say the opposite. They want it to continue. I have never, ever wanted a conversation at a party to continue. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I don't yeah I have never want, like felt that like oh that stopped too soon I always feel the other way I, I, think I do that, too it's like I think it's always. a nervousness too uh, like a social nervousness where like I'm just like oh this is gonna go bad soon even though like I talk professionally for a living talking at a party for me. I find often to be actually it's just because last I, I went to like my first big party uh, last on on Saturday. Congratulations! Huge Thank for you. you. 
Huge for me. Yeah. First big party, you know, since the Great Choir. Got it. And, uh, oh, I thought like ever. Like, <laughs> you just don't get invited to parties. Never been to a party. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and almost every conversation I had, except for maybe one, I was just like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be in this conversation. <laughs> the worst right. is when you are the person who's keeping it going and you don't want to and you don't yes. know how to stop. Yes. You've been that person too. Yes. Okay, oh God, thank yes. goodness. You're like, you I'm like boring myself. Down. You yes. double down because yep. you're like, I don't want this to, I won't make you think I want this to end <laughs> even though I want this to end. Yes. I'll get us into yes. a new topic of conversation. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And you said you grew up in which part of Pennsylvania? I've never been, but which part did you say you were from? Oh, that's interesting. Like- oh, that's interesting. Have you ever been, um, have people ever put you in that position? Have they ever put you next to the boring person at like a dinner party oh. or a wedding so- or something like oh. that? I mean, I don't think I've ever been deliberately put there, but there are a few people that are so nice. Mm-hmm. But when I see them, I panic because I'm like, I can't get trapped here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. it all the time. Also, people intentionally put me next to those people every at every because they social figure you event. can handle it. I'm a very active listener, and I can get really excited about people's ideas. But I, I one time watched. I was at a wedding where I was a guest of a guest. So the person was invited. They had a plus one. I think they had gotten out of a relationship, so they brought me. And uh, she went away to mingle with people she knew. I didn't know anybody. I was at the table of misfits, and I remember saying out loud, "They were telling me about their driveway." This married couple was like, we just got a new driveway. And I said, is it interlocking pavement or just poured concrete? <laughs> and the girl that was my date or that I was her date, she was like, uh, did you just ask them if they had interlocking pavement? And the guy goes, we do. We're the only ones in the neighborhood. And it's so nice. Like, it costs a little bit more. And I'm just nodding along like, boy, oh, boy, this is so exciting. <laughs> what it's so just- people... They think that you can be tasked with that. Like that's you've asked. You've been like, did you specifically put me with the boring person? And oh yeah. Yes, well, they say suspect? I have okay. people that know that their friend or their partner's boring in life, and will go to a restaurant here, and they always they're like, will you sit next to so and so? He likes talking to you, and I'm like, yes, I will. <laughs> what is do you have? Does anybody have any tricks? Tricks for mm. either accepting the situation of being in a conversation you not don't necessarily want to, or tricks for getting out of them. Mm. One that I love, but I can't mm. do. I've seen other people do it, and I'm always envious. I don't know what stops me, but sometimes people just walk away. They don't say anything. They just wow. my my partner will do it. Sometimes oh. he'll just move. And I wish I could do it. I'm terrified. It like burns in my chest. Like I think about it and then I just can't. Do yeah. It. Yeah. I, I say or I need the bathroom. Up. Oh, Kirk, go I for it. I do a yeah. drink thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, I'm just going to get a drink. And, just, and before anything can be said, it's just like, boom, I'm gone. I'm out. Yep. Yep. I but also, I do the, often have to get a drink. <laughs> yeah. You want to go do a shot? And like most people will bail. That's always a good way to get out of there. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> but uh, I do this thing now, please. which backfires, where I don't know why. I can't stop it. I'll be like, I'm going to go get a drink. Do you want to come? And then it like continues. Oh. I can't just excuse oh, me. I have to like invite them along. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. The or thing. need anything, and then I have to come back. I yeah, the, I, I do the thing where I'm be like, I'll be right back, and it's like we're all agreeing that I'm not coming back. <laughs> we know that that's not going to happen, but it's our that's collective. It's my lie, and it's you agree to it. Uh, the yeah. even better move is when you say I'll be right back, and you've already called your Uber or Lyft, and so you just mm. walk right outside, get in your car, and just leave the entire event completely. Not only will you not be back, you won't see anybody again for weeks at a time. 
What do you guys do with the, like, what, what have you been up to? That's, I, I go into like flight or freeze. I just like recently somebody asked me and I went, Oh, you know, and he called me on it. I was like, I don't know. What have you? (laughs) And I just like short circuited. I think maybe I walked away. That might be the one time I did it. Cause I was just like, I can't, I'm not up for this. I can't do it. This guy I met uh, in college, he went to Hampshire College, which is like a very, very liberal arts school in Massachusetts. And uh, he was at Lollapalooza and he was a performer and he was backstage and Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam is backstage and he's like, hey, nice to meet you. And the guy's like, nice to meet you, too. And so this is 25 years ago. And uh, Eddie Vedder's like, how are you? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm good. And like Eddie turns and looks him dead in the eye. He's like, no, no, man, how are you? And the guy said he almost started to cry. And he goes, uh, I'm good. I, my, uh, and he like panicked, but this is what he really did. He goes, I balance lawnmowers on my chin, and then people throw heads of lettuce at it, and it chops it. And Eddie Vedder goes, I want to see that. And then he found, that's what he did. He was part of that traveling circus that was like a freak yeah. show circus. And he said that Eddie Vedder was just underhand softball pitching heads of lettuce into a running lawnmower because he really cared about what this guy did (laughs) the best story's amazing on so many levels i know oh it was so good but me no i just always say i'm good (laughs) and then i i actually say one kind of personal thing that's happened to me that week and that's all people really want they want something they want an actual detail yeah i yeah i've been like i had that happen Someone asked me, what have you been up to? And I never, I'm always like in my head, it's like two warring things of like, do I answer personally or do I say something I'm working on? Saying something I'm working on seems like a braggart and awful, but saying something personal, maybe it gets us into a situation where they don't want to talk about it. And so I went personal (laughs) and I was like, ah, you know, I got two kids now, so it's just been doing that. And they're like, oh yeah. And then it was just like dead. And then everyone (laughs) left the group. Like no one wanted to talk about children. And then I was just sitting there talking to Todd Barry. Well, now you know how to end a conversation. That ties into the previous question. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. bring up your kids. Oh, it's I would be like, oh, let me see a picture. So I, I, would, I would keep going. You're it an extender. What we're learning, Avital, is you extend a conversation. But that's good. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Good luck trying to end this podcast. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Tell me another strange bananas news story. Okay. <laughs> It's over. The show is over. It's like going over my head, you think? You're worried I don't get it? No, try another one. I think I can follow. I can keep up. Oh, boy. Right, tease, us, tease us with one before we go to a break, Scotty. Boy, I would love to. This was sent in. I think this person sent a couple more in before, too. Crusty Gum Under the Table. Have we had? Do you remember that name, Kurt? No. Crusty Gum Under the Table sent this in. Okay. Diet Noodles. <laughs> Already a good start. I'm in. I'm in. Diet noodles blamed for quote unholy levels of gastric upset and rage. <laughs> and rage. And rage. Oh yeah. They go hand in hand. Bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. 
Bananas is back. Listen, guys, I just do want to tell you very quickly about a couple shows coming up. Okay. August 6th, 7th, and 8th. I am in Lafayette, Louisiana, then Houston, Texas, and College Station, Texas, also known as Bryan, Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find all the links on the Instagram, and then, uh, of course, October 23rd in uh, Hamden, Connecticut, at the Space Ballroom, so come on out Go. for that. Also, June 17th, 18th, and 19th at Philly, uh, Helium at Philly. Go! Uh, so go to those. Also go to our Instagram, The Bananas Podcast, sign up right now, and DM us your strange news stories. Yeah, and we got new merch. Go to the merch store, podswag.com, something bananas, and uh, we got stickers, we got water bottles, the hoodies are back, we got Best in the Business shirts coming soon. They're not quite out yet, but they're coming soon, and uh, if you love our theme song, you can always go to Bandcamp, look up Kahan with two N's, and it's called the Bananas theme song. It can be all your very own to fall asleep to at night, if you like. Oh, yeah. We have a very special guest with us today. Welcome back to the show, Avital Ash. Thank you. I can't imagine. I feel like I'd get too pumped if I tried to listen to that theme song, Falling Asleep. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty rockin'. K-Han it's is, a banger. He he made an earworm, and uh, he's the best. Like I, We've worked together on TV shows before, and he'll write theme songs and songs inside of songs. Excuse me, inside the show. And he did one for Workaholics called Friends to the End. Uh, the Workaholics dudes created an all-male band called Menergy. And that song I listened to, it's the ringtone on some of my on my phone. I love Kahan. He's the dude. On some of my phones. I like the idea that you've well, got we, a few birds. We have a yeah, banana, banana phone. phone. Oh, yes. oh, that's right. A great tie-in because the banana phone is ending mm-hmm. August 1st. The banana yes. phone will be disconnected August 1st. I have had it. For a month, I have been terrible about answering yep. it, but I have been responding to texts. Mm-hmm. Scotty's going to get it back. Today. Maybe there'll be some more answerings yep. from Scotty, I'm yes. sure. Uh, but uh, the banana phone, you got two months left. So get into it. Get your Scotty in while you can. That's got right. It. I have multiple dokey. people who are texting me just being like, is Scotty back yet? And I'll be like, sorry, <laughs> it's still Kurt. They'll be like, okay. And they're just waiting. They're just patiently waiting for you to come back. Well, Scotty. you got to understand, I had seven months of leeway to build rock hard communications <laughs> and relationships with total and complete strangers. But honestly, in 2020, so many people called crying. So many people had gotten laid off or sick wow. or... Lots of nurses, lots of doctors, lots of teachers. And then in 2021, the reverse, people got new jobs, people graduated, people are happy, they got vaxxed, all those things. Uh, That's nice. It's been a beautiful social experiment. It'll be sad to see it go, but all good art projects need an end or they just become boring and redundant. So the banana's phone will slowly fade into obscurity. Um, well, now that happy people are calling Kurt, I feel like you should bring them down and, and tell them that it makes you feel bad yes. when they just want Scotty. <laughs> You're yes. in my section now. They seated you in my section, bitch. Like that. <laughs> it's really Scotty is just he's so I, I, I have a, a huge respect for how giving and warm Scotty is because I get to see how long some of these conversations have been going on for. <laughs> oh, boy. And, where, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't I don't have the bandwidth to give. <laughs> As much as Scotty does, and I wish I did, but I find it admirable. And, Thanks, buddy uh, boy. And I think it's very cool, and I'm and I'm happy. I'm happy you're on this team. Yes, answer Aww. that banana. Phone. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, let me tell you about this wonderful story that I really think, and like 
Avi, tell you're a huge horror movie fan. You like thrillers and scary movies. Nothing scarier than when it's coming from inside the body. This one is all about gastric upset and rage. According to a lawsuit, one consumer developed, quote, a congealed mass of noodles that blocked her digestive Uh, tract, forcing her to remain on a liquid diet for more than a month. What? What? Crazy. Jaws on the floor. So here we go. And also, they're they're diet noodles, too? (laughs) That's the key. I've never heard of before. Seems fake. Should be fake. Okay, so this is from NBCNewYork.com, written by Chris Glorioso and Evan Stullberger. Beautiful. They're good together. I love Mm -hmm. the last name Glorioso. I went to grade school with a girl named Gina Glorioso, and I love the name Glorioso. It's a great last name. Okie dokie. TV host and jewelry expert Carol Brody. <laughs> Kurt's already laughing. I'm already in. I did not expect it to be TV host and jewelry expert. Hey, a Sunday can have two cherries. You know, uh, Carol Brody watches her weight religiously. So when she heard about. <laughs> oh, boy. God, I'm not going to be able to get through this one. So when she heard about a 15 calorie per serving product called. Better than pasta, she bought it. <laughs> I quote too. Yeah, what's better than pasta? <laughs> oh God! If I ate three or four bags of this, I was still looking at around a hundred calories. How great is that? Said Brody, <laughs> and I was going to get a fill up. Weird way to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining that it's like made of wood pulp or something that your body just can't can't, can't, uh, digest. Pretty much. Get your choking stories ready. But Brody says her dream diet became a gastric catastrophe in a hurry. According to a federal lawsuit filed last month, this month, excuse me, Brody was hospitalized after eating four packages of better than possible. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's something about the name better than pasta just <laughs> ruining your life. That is so good. Also, uh, the idea of just like, I can eat four packages, and so I will <laughs> eat four packages. <laughs> Hey, it's only 60 calories of hell. Uh, The complaint said she developed a, quote, congealed mass of noodles that blocked her digestive tract, forcing her to remain on a diet consisting of Diet Coke and soup for over a month. Sometimes soup has noodles in it. Brave choice. Quote, every time I felt like my body was trying to get rid of it, that big mass would just hit hit so hard nothing could come out. I felt like I was dying, like I was choking to death. I mean, this is so bad. Brody's attorney, Rosemary Arnold, said the makers of Better Than Pasta is a Wisconsin company called Green Spot Foods. Uh, and they should have known that the product carried a substantial risk of serious digestive problems, partly because there are numerous complaints on Amazon, the platform on which Brody purchased the noodles. When you swallow, oh, here's one. The reviews are very good. When you swallow it, it doesn't dissolve in your stomach, and that's why I was able to keep you full for so long. The company knew that, and this product was not safe to consume, but they put it on Amazon. Wow. So crazy. Lots of one-star reviews, even though Better Than Pasta currently has a 3.5 star. But guys, 3.5 star review on Amazon, that's like a one-star review, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you got to account for inflation. That's, that's like a B rating at a restaurant. When you see that B rating, you're like... 
It's bad. Yeah, B stands for bugs. It stands for bugs and bad. Here's a good one. (laughs) Bacteria. Yes. Botulism. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Here's a one-star review. Quote, I was up all night with severe stomach aches and pains, wrote one shopper. Quote, it felt like stuck, like a rock, right in my... Epigastric area, wrote another, showing off. You don't need to say <laughs> epigastric. Just say throat or chest or something. A third They're reviewer going to the wrote... thesaurus for their Amazon review? <laughs> oh, man. My buddy almost Ambitious. did a thing called Yelp Yelp, like right when Yelp came out. That was going to be Yelp reviews of Yelp reviews, and I wish he had done it. And God, I, that's so good. Time got away from Still him. should. Yeah. I have a question. Do yes, you please. think, because at first I was going to make fun of the Diet Coke thing of like, why Why does she have to have soup and diet? Why not water or like yeah. something that's going to be good for you? But then, you know, there's all those experiments of like that you put Coke on a thing and it decomposes. Oh, yes. yeah. Do you think that was by design that she's trying to like break it up or she just loves Diet Coke and is like, now I have to drink a, <laughs> there's only X calories in one can and I have to drink 16 cans. No, well, so she, it was, she was, well, they was from her doctor. Her doctor recommended that. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Hello. I gotta go. I gotta go. Prune You're not going to top soda. that. <laughs> um, 23 ingredients. Prune flavored soda. Dr. Pepper. Is it prune? Is that what it's supposed to be? Yes. It's a, oh, it's so older that than does Coca-Cola. keep you regular. Mm-hmm. And okay. then the third and final reviewer for which this headline was written simply wrote, this product caused unholy levels of gastric upsets and rage. So the, <laughs> the I-team, which is NBC News, has an I-team. They're like the, we go yes. where other people yes. don't want to go. Get we into a gloriosa. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they sent several emails and <gasps> multiple voice messages to Green no. Spot Foods, but did not immediately hear back. Oh, did not immediately hear back. <laughs> did they eventually hear back? They we waited five minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then here's the explanation that we all needed. Better than pasta noodles are made from organic konyaku flour, also known as cognac flour or konjac flour. The ingredient is derived from a Japanese root that is not digestible for humans. There it is. The uh, Food and Drug, the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, considers cognac or Koniyaku flour to be safe and even approved a petition last month allowing food producers to market the substance as a source of dietary fiber. Something's going on. Some people are having a nightmare. They're getting backed up with (laughs) rocks of noodles inside of them. I wonder how she ate. Like, I can't help but picture when you open a packet of yes. ramen and it's all still, like, attached. Just her, like, munching on it yes. like that. Yes. <laughs> Do you think she, it. like, cooked it? Yes. Did she eat it like a brick or did she, like, you know, eat, like, a, around a fork, like, chew it? I don't know. Uh, I think she woofed it down. I think she boiled four packets, ate it way too fast. It became mm-hmm. a giant mass. And then she <laughs> went through internal hell. It's too bad that she didn't have some of those um, Olean ruffles uh, to, like, to just slide them out. Then oh, everything yes. just slid right out. Do you I guys don't know remember what that Olean? is. I no. just like an oil that they use to fry the, the potato, the potato chips. chips. Lays, yeah. And it was supposed to be, it was literally like almost no fat in the potato chips because uh, the oil would like coat all the food and then you wouldn't digest any of it because the oil would keep it and so it would just slide right out your butt. Yes. But it would cause quote unquote anal leakage. Yes. So 
people would just have their butts leaking if they ate these potato chips. Oh my god! But they got to be skinny, so yeah. it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's late right. Late '90s, maybe was that? That's crazy. Yeah. Orlean and Olestra. Yeah, it was a big oh, yeah. deal, but not a big seller at the amusement park. Shockingly, no. Nope, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Avital, you ever leakage. choke? You ever have a, a choking experience? You ever save anybody's life or almost die? Oh, I wish I had saved someone's life. I wish I had the confidence to just make up a cool story about how I saved someone's life, but I don't, and I haven't. I did. My mom told me that as a baby, I I had I don't know why I was putting an earring in my mouth and why that was fine, but like a big sort of like hoop earring, Uh and then it got stuck in my throat, and I started choking. And as I was like turning blue and she was freaking out, I reached into my own throat and pulled it out. Whoa! I don't remember this, but that's what I've been told. And little hands can get in there. That's (laughs) That's right. They also had me work at like a a sweatshop factory for that very same reason, (laughs) but not as happy. They can get to the gears better. (laughs) Kurt have you ever I have never saved anyone from choking I have never choked myself but I think about choking multiple times a day because the way that like the children's car seats work is that they're they're backwards up until like they're like 40 pounds or whatever so that means I still have one child who faces backwards so I can't see so I'm constantly and we give them like things to eat in the car because you have to and so (laughs) most of my day in the car is, is just going Gus Talk, <laughs> Gus. Talk. I can't see what he's doing. Oh, and, like, no. and then I'm like, Olive, get Gus to talk. And then Olive will just be like, blah. And then I'll hear like, man. And I'll be like, all right, we're good. The and happiest sound in the minutes. world. Yeah. Why do they have to eat just because they'll be angry if they're not eating in the car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's just a way of like making sure that you have a pleasant car ride. <laughs> That's not like screaming. Yeah. Constant I think that would work on me too. I get car sick, but if I had cookies or something for the ride, there you go. That'd be better, right? That's true. Much better. The weird thing about car seats now, though, don't kids use car seats till they're like ten now? Like you Uh really use them a long time. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was like till three, and then it was like buckle up, good luck. I mean, when I was a kid, I don't think I was ever in a car seat. Period. Uh -uh. I like sat in the front, and my mom would put her arm out when she stopped at (laughs) stoplights. Yes. Um, I did also go through the windshield once. So, <laughs> is that true? I did. I was. I just was coming back. Uh, gone to mm-hmm. gone to Mammoth Mall. I had purchased my first tapes ever. What were I they? I purchased uh, Beastie Boys, "License to Ill," great album, and the Jets. Does anybody remember the Jets? They were a Tongan family of brothers and yes. sisters. Yes. Wow. And they had it was great, wonderful pop. Were they head music. to toe? Head to toe. I that, don't remember the song. Ooh, I don't. Baby, I baby. think I love you. View from head, head to, to toe. toe. Yes, I think that's the Jets. So oh, don't man, sue us because that was so accurate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we had never. U- My mom didn't listen to music, so we'd never use the tape deck in the car. And I had never used a tape before. Oh my god! What a wow. day! Big Eleven day. years old or huge something. Or 12. Day. Huge yeah. day. Yeah. And I'm just not wearing my seatbelt because it's the 80s and we're living life. And I'm trying to put the tape in. (laughs) And I can't put it in. And my mom finally gets frustrated and goes, give it to me. And she goes to put it in and bam, hits the car in front of us. And I hit the the dashboard and then go up and smash through the windshield. Like I broke the windshield with my head. I didn't go through it. Cool. Um, Oh my gosh. And I was totally fine. They had to like come in. The emergency people had to vacuum glass off my eyes. No. 
Yes, but I was not injured in any way, shape, or form. Well, you got uh, lucky. I got that could have been bad. I know. I was just like, just bendy. L- I was just so psyched to go home yes. and listen to Beastie Boys. Yep. Like, <laughs> you earned your title as president of the Jets fan club. Avital, first cassette or CD? What do you remember? Oh, I think the first CD mm-hmm. I got was... Ace of Base. Big one. And then, yeah. um, big one. And then uh, uh, somebody who is much older than me, who was like a former heroin addict and DJ in Miami, gave me uh, a Smith's tape when I had my first like car with a cassette. Wow. And I listened to it around the fountain constantly. Nice. And then I became obsessed with the Smiths. So. I still Very like the cool. Smiths. I was listening to them like this morning. I like the Smiths. Uh, me too. I do too. I still love them. I, I played a song for my partner who was just like, this is so depressing. I was like, Yes, but also you don't get it. No. That's like part of the charm. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a Smiths and Morrissey night uh, that happens like once a month in downtown LA. That's very fun to go to. It's like Ooh. Smiths and Morrissey and like all kind of like eighties new wave kind of stuff. It's really I'm fun. in. Fun. Yeah. I saw Morrissey once in LA. What? I mean, not like walking around like a show at the okay. Palladium, and it was great. He still sells out. What was? Yeah. He's got a huge fan base here. Huge, uh, huge in Mexico of too. Mm-hmm. Huge Latin yeah. American yeah. fan base, huge Hispanic yeah. fan base. Big Mexican fan base here, but it seems like he hates immigrants. So it's sort of oh. well, we shouldn't talk. This is a happy podcast, so we shouldn't <laughs> oh, get no, into that. Bad have, have you read about this? Have no, you I seen? Have not. Oh, oh, maybe boy. we should cut it out because it's right. sad. But yeah, in well, the UK, he's also very like anti-immigration. Oh well, screw Boo. him then. Boo. Boo. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm gonna... burning all of my tapes. I don't <laughs> Me have too. Any. I'm snapping my CDs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Scotty, what was your first CD or tape? My first tape was definitely the Pretty Woman soundtrack because I like the song <laughs> King of Wishful Thinking by the band oh, Go yeah. West. Uh-huh. And then I I also got the same time because we went to Sam Goody in Owings Mills Mall. I got bad. Sam Goody. I think Sam Goody is where I got my tapes as well. Okay. They had Very it nice. locked and loaded on tapes, but I got Michael Jackson's Bad because it was. Yeah. I remember watching the music video premiere, and you know, I pretty pretty good choice. I'm sure my parents were like, "Okay, our five year old wants to listen to Michael Jackson's Bad. Let's go for it." <laughs> yeah, uh, good I, taste. I remember. I think Bad was my sec my third tape. Big. Uh, so. My first CD was the Blue Album from Weezer. It was Weezer's Blue Album was my what? first one. Yeah, first CD. I didn't. We were a Luddite family. We did not get into technology until like five years after the fact. But it is a cool first CD. I'm trying to think. My first CDs. I got five at the same time because it was for Christmas. Big and it was. Uh, it was Information Society. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Pure Energy. Uh, it, they, they are a, a one hit wonder. <laughs> um and uh REM, George Michael, Faith. Uh, great, great album. REM. Oh, spiritualized for Don't some know reason? them. Yep, another weird one. And I don't know even how the fuck I got spiritualized. And is that Christian rock or something? What is that? Or punk no, it is or something? sounds like it. No, it's it's the uh, it used to be they used to be this band, Spaceman Three, and then they became spiritualized. They're <laughs> wow. UK like what a transition. Not trance, but like uh just like trippy kind of like boom boom boom. It's very fun. Okay. Uh, you guys okay. ever notice how Christian rock is the only music that just sounds like it has no soul in it whatsoever? The irony <laughs> to that. The irony, yes. <laughs> yeah. You, as soon as you hear it, you're like, there's no soul in this at all. And you're like, turn the station. <laughs> it's music time. That seems like the one thing, the one requisite should be yep. having a soul. Not for even Christian close. Music. Not, nope. even Not even close. Sorry, collective soul. 
Um, <laughs> Wait, are they Christian now? Oh, hell what? yeah. Collective really? soul is Christian now? Oh, yeah. Always is that was. True? Always what? was. What? Yeah. Wait a second. They were always, even in the 90s, I did not Collective know soul that. Was that Christian? Oh, heaven, let your light shine Christian. down. Oh, oh I, this is like it's like feels like the end of um, Usual Suspects, like putting those pieces <laughs> Collective together. Collective Soul was Christian all along. What? Yes. Oh, I mean, I remember really liking them from um, coming back to the horror stuff. It, I think it was the Scream Two soundtrack. Yes. There was like a lesser known Collective Soul song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said what it was called. Yep. I can't believe they're a Christian band. Well, I think you surprised. just named another one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, Curdy B, you gonna wrap us up tight? Yeah, this is another one. This is I've had this in like as a as a tab on my browser, hoping to talk about it for so many podcasts and never did. I'm gonna have to post a picture of this. But what this is, this was sent in by Mutiny in Heaven. Uh, thank you, Mutiny in Heaven. Thank you so much. Also, Christian rock band. Yeah, great name for a rock band. <laughs> Very good. Uh, this is from a website called Improbable Research. It says research that makes people laugh and then think. Oh, cool. <laughs> and this is about something called the Blonsky Centrifugal Birthing Device. Okay. 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 So the Science Gallery in Dublin has built a full-scale model of the Ig Nobel Prize-winning Blonsky Birthing Device and place it <laughs> next to the window where passerby is going to admire it and wonder at it. Okay. Uh, what this is, I'm going to just, this is, this is what the description of the device and its background, uh, in the context of the exhibit in 1965, George and Charlotte Blonsky, a married couple living in New York city were granted us patent number three, two, one, six, four, two, three, four, and quote apparatus for facilitating the birth of a child by centrifugal force. Oh boy. Yes. So when a woman is ready to deliver her child, she lies on her back on a circular table. She is strapped down. The table is then rotated at high speed. The baby comes flying out. This is intended to assist the under-equipped woman by creating a gentle, evenly distributed, properly directed, precision-controlled force that acts in unison with and supplements her own efforts. Though meticulously and lovingly engineered with safety features to protect both mother and child, the device never made it into general Shocking. Use. I'm shocked. No fucking shit. The <laughs> photograph of it is terrifying. So Please put it in the chat. It Please is, show us. Oh, I cannot. Yeah, I'll put it in yeah, the chat. Yes. I want to see. This, this is, is a horror movie. Yes. This is 100%. terrifying. And who uh, catches the is, baby? Yes. Is it there a padded room? There is a net, Scotty. Oh, <laughs> safest thing for a newborn child is just a net being spun around. <laughs> I'm putting it in the chat so you guys can see it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, thank so you. So, basically, let me explain to you what it yes, is. Yes, sir, please. Uh, you would be laying flat. Yes. Uh, you're in stirrups, but laying flat on a giant table that's a circle, and then underneath your uh, your vulva is a bag, a net, and then the entire thing is spun around where you're like locked down and comfortable in it. Yeah. Uh, 
And it, of course, it's never, ever, ever been used and is a completely insane idea. But I love wow. people who are like, you know what we need to fix? When we need to fix the thing that women have been doing for millennia. Oh, it's very Da Vinci-esque. It, it's very, it's like, very Da Vinci. Yeah. Oh, wow. It is like um, that really horrible carnival ride, like the Ring of Fire that just goes in circles nonstop. It's basically mm-hmm. that for a very pregnant woman who's hopefully extremely dilated so this doesn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. And if you're like a big basketball fan, it seems like kind of a cool way to <laughs> it. A cool way to come into the world is right into <laughs> yeah. a basket. And yeah. nothing but net. <laughs> <laughs> the new Harlem Globetrotters captain just comes out and fires a baby cross court. That is insane. Isn't so wow. crazy? And I remember when uh, my first child was born, it was like, the thing I don't think anybody tells you when you have a kid is that like, Two days, at, like you're in the hospital and you're being taken care of and you feel like you went through the biggest thing. And then two days later, they're like, all right, now you leave. Bye. And you're like, no, I live here now. <laughs> I live at the hospital. Yeah. And they're like, no, you got to take it home. And you're like, well, we don't know how to take care of it. They're like, fucking Google it. Get out of here. <laughs> and it's terrifying to bring the baby home. Uh, because like you're just so scared at all and you're sleeping and nobody tells you this either. So you're sleeping next to the baby. The baby's sleeping. Uh, and the normal breath pattern of a newborn infant yeah. isn't the way we breathe. It's just like. <laughs> oh, well, it's using those puppies for the first cute. time. Yeah, it's using those little yeah. breathers for the first time. And ev- But for all night long, you're just listening to that just going fucking crazy. Because you're like, yes. it'll be like. <laughs> You're like, is this normal is or is my baby dying? <gasps> yeah. And yes. it's just like, it does, it drives you crazy and you never <laughs> sleep and then you go insane. Uh, you know, you actually are kind of making a good case for this this Blonsky centrifugal <laughs> birthing device because you were saying you don't want to leave the hospital. You're like, here's a place where they know what they're doing. I'm inexperienced. I don't get to go home with this baby and take care of it. Yeah. If you're leaving that place, you're, you're like, like, I'm going to get it. It's got to be better than this. Yeah. Yeah. If, if your wife gets broken in half by this machine, you're not going anywhere for six to nine months. That's crazy. I've never, I've never wanted to hold a baby and yet I will always hold a baby. Like if somebody says, do do you want to hold the baby? My answer is like, absolutely not. It's like, why would I want to hold something that I'm so terrified of dropping that it will die and then everybody will hate me and then I am a murderer. <laughs> but yet, if anybody goes, could you hold the baby while I do this? I 100% of the time will be like, yes, absolutely. And will gladly take your baby. But if it's a want question, I'm out. If it's a need, yeah. you got me. I'm your friend it till the so end. F- it's so funny that people do ask other people to hold babies, but no Why? one asks anyone to hold a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> Here, hold this. You know what I mean? Because a toddler is just like, going to go for it. A toddler is going to use every muscle to try and flip out of your hands as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it is weird that there is just like a very specific cutoff where you're like, yeah, nobody gets to, nobody holds the baby. Yeah, that one. I did hold a baby that seemed like he wanted to die like just kept like flinging yes. his head backwards and i was like i'm gonna kill you by accident and i don't normally have that fear like you do scotty but 
but this one baby, I, Death Wish. I just deal in reality. It's like if I had the option to not hold it, I would prefer not to. I'm not afraid of babies. I'm just like, hey, it's like if you were like, do you want to hold this stack of champagne flutes on a tray for a while? And <laughs> we need those. They're family heirlooms. I would be like, no, I'd prefer not to do that ever. I'm good with no Can't you put it on a table or something? Yeah, it's, it's even more that's like, here, hold these champagne flutes. They'll be a human being if you don't drop them. Yes, exactly. The, they could cure cancer one day. I'm like, great, hand it right over. I've been day drinking. Do you ever insist on sitting? Like, uh, yeah, I'll hold it if I can be like, you know, somewhere soft on this couch right. where it's much harder. If there's an earthquake, even the baby will land on the couch. Yeah. Yes, I have Smart done move. that. I think I'm pretty good at holding babies. I mean, once they're in my arms, it's just the choice. It's just once the, once the gauntlet is dropped, I'm like, God, yes, hand it to me. <laughs> but also, Kurt, you'll attest to this. It's probably more that those parents need a break from holding this thing 100%. for Two minutes of not holding that baby is probably like a little paradise for you. Oh, I went, cam- I went camping with Olive uh, for the first time, and I counted. I sat down once for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I sat down, and I was like, oh, this seems, this is really nice. And then I, like, I started a clock. I was like, I wonder how long I'm going to be sitting down. And it was exactly three minutes. So, yeah. Uh, Have you it- ever dropped either of them? Uh, no, it but seems I like did. parents do this. No? Oh, yeah, totally. I had installed, I was so excited. I thought I was the coolest dad. I installed a hammock in my daughter's room. That's cool, uh, dad like stuff. A camp hammock, you know, mm-hmm. that's like a, like a little banana, and then you spread it out and you get into mm-hmm. it. And I just left it up. And so it went across the room, though. And so, in order to like get to my son's like dresser, I had to like step over it. And I was holding my son, who was like one, and I just had knee surgery on my knee. And I had gotten his pants, and I was walking back, and I got caught on it, and then went down, landed on my knee. Oh, buddy boy! The baby, oh, baby no. hit like baby hit the ground, and then Lauren, my wife from the other room, just heard like boom, and then I was like, because oh, 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 I just had landed on the knee that I just <laughs> oh, had no. surgery, oh, and the Kurt. baby is screaming. It was such a fucking nightmare. I took it down immediately, and I've never put the hammock back up. So, okay. guys, that is a, a real nightmare. In your, in your Don't room. be a cool dad. Ugh. Don't be a cool dad. <laughs> uh, the only I, thing scarier than that is this device. This device. Yeah. Put that up. I'll <laughs> ride on that thing. That lady with the noodle yeah. congealed mask should have gotten on this thing. It would have went right out. Yes! Yes! Oh my God! Joining together of two stories, Scotty Landis. You got it. MVP. Um, do you have anything else that you want to plug? Abby or Donald? replug? Or replug? <laughs> um, I, I was nervous at the top, and maybe I didn't sell the show as sell well. It. So, like, make me feel better about mm-hmm. how, but the bad job I did by watching it. Yes, and you were great. Um, there are a lot of really beautiful women in it, if that's your thing. Uh, there's Ellington Wells. There's Christina Karchner from Never Have I Ever. She's like the hot oh, yeah. gay crush in it. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Our listenership um, is like 85% women. But uh, great. Maybe women. I like, like to look at, at a, women. We got a lot of women. I like, like looking at women. <laughs> Nobody I likes like to look at, at women. Nope. <laughs> Big truth. And then, um, you know, Instagram, Twitter, yes. TikTok. I got a following on TikTok now. Do you? So that's We've cool. been talking yeah, also about it. Primarily women. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. what is your handle on TikTok and Instagram? Avital Ash on all of the things. Boom. On Twitter also. Find her. Watch her. Find Laugh her. and love. 
thank you for Please. coming on Bananas. It was so oh nice Oh my gosh, to thank you, you so much for having me. It was a real This treat. was a blast. Thank Kurt. you. Um, but we're not hanging up, right? We still. Oh, like, she's doing another... it. Oh, she's doing it. She's, no! doing the bit. she's doing the bit. Interlocking I'm, uh... pavements or pouring concrete. <laughs> it's a little more expensive, but you know we're the only ones on the block that have it. I'm gonna get a drink. Does anybody want to come? Yes. Or... Let's all go do anything from the shots. bar. <laughs> Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.